JT Smith of the TFON Podcast. Back again for Season 2, Episode 16. I am flying solo today. Talk a little bit about the Bearcats. We're going to first start with Bearcat basketball. I haven't talked to you guys since before the Crosstown Shootout. And the Bearcats got handled. It was, well, I want to say 80 to 57 or 55. Sorry if I don't have the exact score. But, you know, they haven't won at Xavier's since 2001. And it's been 20 years. I know they don't play every year there. But I want to say this is the ninth game they haven't won at Xavier. And Xavier just like the better team, man. Just, just keeping it honest. I thought the Bearcats, um, if they could channel their tournament run when they played against you know illinois in arkansas and they would have a chance but they did not and xavier xavier handled the bearcats um it just shows that they're a better team right now Wes miller has a lot of work to do but i feel like he, him and his staff they are gonna get it handled it's just that the bearcats fans have to be patient i know a lot of people don't want to be patient and what hurts me the most about this whole situation is that you have fans that are legit saying they should cancel the rivalry. And I understand that Xavier has definitely been handling the Bearcats the last 25 years. I want to say it's like 17 to 8 or something like that over that time frame. And that's cool. But with the Bearcats, they try to compare it to Miami and UC on the football side. And it's not. Because the AAC and the MAC is a totally different thing. You see how the Bearcats have been recruiting. Yes, it's getting ugly on that side of the, of the ball. But here you have two big-time programs. If you, if you like Xavier or not, you know they're playing in the Big East. They're a good program. You can't take that away from them. Maybe they don't have Final Fours. Okay, that's cool. They don't have any national championships. That's cool as well. But they are. they've had good runs in the NCAA as of late. I think they haven't made the last three years, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they've been a real good program. So the hate for my hate for Xavier aside, they have been a very good program. The Bearcats are a good program, even though like they went through, you know, some rough times with John Brandon for the last two years. But I feel like they got the right guy on the job. Something going to take time. I mean, he has a top 30 recruiting class coming in, and the guy was only on a job for less than two months, and he got that, made that happen, I want to say. But um, so I think he's just going to get better with time. I mean, him and his staff, they, they get it. They understand what's going on. They are embracing this rivalry, so it's nothing to worry about. It's It sucks. You don't want to get handled like that. But they've just had a better team, man. So uh, Rob's getting at the Bearcats, they can't know. Bearcats fans. They, you can't cancel this, man, because the Bearcats are going to the Big 12. They're going to, that's going to be higher profile. You get higher recruits with higher profile. Wes, he understands how to recruit, so he's bringing, with the football success, he's piggybacking off that. He is bringing XYZ recruits to unofficials at Nipper Stadium. They're seeing that atmosphere, seeing the fans, seeing how successful football is, and they're like, hey, I want to be a part of this. And right now just think about it every recruit that they are going to get has a very good chance to get playing time if they're ready especially at the guard position because they don't have height that's the thing that hurts them more so than anything they have skill there but they don't have height so if they can get you know you got the daniel skillings um you know josh reed he's more of a forward to me but 
you know, he's a guy that's six six, has long arms. He's going to be a guy that plays, um, barring anything crazy. So those two guys coming in on, on you know, on deck it should be great, and then they should, I think, the next year they'll do even better. So we'll see what happens. Um, but the canceling the rivalry is the most. I want to take my ball because you're better than me. Shit that I've ever heard. So. Um, I don't rock like that. So every time I hear that, even though I'm a part of the media, I have to like scale back because I'm just like, like, that's just the most like, I can't, you think I can't win right now. So I'm just going to leave, you know, y'all don't want to pick me. So I'm going to take my basketball besides waiting it out and trying to work on certain stuff and getting better. So it is what it is on that. But I mean, right now the Bearcats are eight and three. Um, they do have some deficiencies. Not rebounding the ball well at all. So um, I did not expect that coming into the season because they have size, but it's just I think their guards because they their guards are good, but they're small, so they're not able to get certain rebounds. You know what I mean? Like their best lineups have two guys that are six foot or six one, you know, running it. So it, it kind of hurts. So I think they're gonna have to definitely have all hands on deck, like Wes Miller said, and his recent most recent press conference. Because it's going to be a team option. I mean, a team job because they can't leak out. It's just they don't have the size to be able to do so. So you know, I know that will change because of the way he's recruiting and people will get better. But um, with their current team, it's going to be tough. But they have to bite down and try to get that done. Otherwise, it's going to be very interesting. But they have two more non-conference games. They should possibly have a high possibility to come into conference being ten and three. And then if they can possibly win 10 games in the AAC, because the AAC isn't that good this year. You know, you thought Memphis was going to be just that team. They have that talent. So, like, if they ever play right, like they just beat Alabama, you know, who was number six in the nation at home, at their home, and they did it pretty decisively. So if that team shows up, then it's going to be tough. But Houston is definitely the class of the conference. Um like them or not it, i mean i i'm not looking forward to seeing them I mean, i'm looking forward to seeing them live but i'm not looking forward to seeing them play you see this year it's just it could be very interesting so uh but everybody else in the conference really um i mean wichita i think is decent um ucf has a couple good players of course but overall i think uc can get some wins because this conference is so bad just a matter matter if their illinois win holds weight you know, if they get up to 20 wins, but you know, anything over 18, I mean, West is anything over 17 for real. West is playing with house money because I didn't expect that to happen. So, but now we're here. They win these two games on Saturday and Tuesday. They have a chance to possibly be a 20 win team or a high team win, um, high team win team, which should be a win for West. So we'll see what happens and we'll go from there. But, um, Canceling, saying you want to cancel the Crosstown um, shootout is the stupidest shit ever. So I just wanted to put that on paper, uh, not paper, but on, on airwaves, on a pod, so people can go back to this and whenever you want to look at you can cut it up, paste it, whatever you want to do. But yeah, it's the stupidest, stupidest shit ever. So um, I'm not with that. We just got to get better, like as a, as a program. And I, I think Wes is going to get him there. So like he's the first coach that I feel like has really embraced the rivalry and not running from it. And that has half the battle, man. So, and then if Wes can get his people in and it works out how it's supposed to work out, then we'll be a happy fan base and media will get to cover a lot of sweet games. So, 
Uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm going to turn the page. And I want to talk about the Crosstown Shootout. But I'm going to give some love to the women. Because they have beat Xavier three times in a row. And they're the ones holding it down like for the basketball programs. And we never talk about it. So, like, you know, they get a little bit of love during Crosstown. Because, you know, everybody's paying attention a little bit more. But... You know they handle business, man. They they played them at home this year. They beat them last year at you know at Xavier Centi Center. So, you know, you know if one for the women's team right now, it wouldn't be much uh, crosstown you know shootout love going on because you know Xavier's been handling this. So I'm proud of the women. Um, and you know Michelle Clark Hurd, she's holding down. Uh, Leah Williams, she got AAC um, honor roll, weekly honor roll for this week. So, just want to shine a little light on that team. They've been they've been doing all right, man. I want to say they on a three game, no two game winning streak, maybe three. Sorry if I got that wrong. I should have checked that before I started to pop. But um, I just want to give shine some light to them. So that's it for this segment. All right, guys. JT Smith back. I just wanted to touch a little bit more basketball before I get into football on the second segment. Um, the rest of the season to me is really about the development of the younger guys like Victor Lockin. You know what I mean? Like him being able to play a whole game, not not get silly fouls because you could tell he's the future. You have, you know, I want to see what AJ McGinnis can do now that he's healthy and you got Mason Madison. He's injured so I think if AJ can come in because that guy's not shy of shooting so if he can come in and be solid I think that'll just kind of give the Bearcats something to hang their hat on next year he's one of the guys that's kind of a combo guard 6'3", 6'4", range if he could play defense you know that might be a welcome sight especially this year because they're so small at the guard position and so I want to see what he can do I also want to see what Jared Hensley can do he's kind of like that wing could possibly play a little bit of big, but he's tall, about 6'8", 6'9". He seems that he's been getting more comfortable as of late. So uh, I would definitely, I like to see his minutes kind of gradually increase to being at 10 to 15 range. Um, because if he is, you know, if he keeps making the positive steps, he'll be a guy that can help them this year and, you know, in the future. Because I think he's only with a sophomore, I want to say, or maybe a redshirt freshman. I, don't, I forgot how, how his uh, classification works. But I want to talk about that because I think those guys, you know, will be important for now in the future because they're so young. So, you know, you know, of course, Mikey Sanders, but he's playing consistently. So I'm not really worried about that. It's just, you know, his jumper staying, um, keeping up, you know, staying on the uptick on improvement. So we'll see what happens with that. So now I'm across cross sides, cross the railroads and talk about football, man. I'm going to touch it real quick. Everybody knows the Bearcats are playing Alabama in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Eve at Jerry's World in Dallas, Texas, or Arlington, I want to say, if you're getting technical. But um, people, if people are, haven't been covering the team or watching the team, even people covering the team probably don't believe it, but I, I'm not for sure. But this isn't like the normal Bama team, man. This isn't Bama last year. That team... The Bearcats wouldn't have had a chance. I bet you they would have fought them tooth and nail and tried their best. 
but it wouldn't have been pretty because that team was super loaded. Now this team is loaded, but it's loaded and they're young. So it's like, this is the year. Next year is gonna be a lot tougher to beat Bama, depending on who people will stay, depending on what the transfer portal does to them. Um, but overall, this team is very beatable. And I mean, the Bearcats could lose. I'm not saying it's like it's a guarantee that the Bearcats will win, but this is a game that is winnable. Like if if I didn't watch any of the games, somebody said the Bearcats won, I would not be shocked because Bama's strength is the Bearcats' strength. And when you got that talent in it, we know you have an injury to John Minchie, who's a big um, big part of your offense. And I know Jameson Winston, is, I mean, not Winston, I'm about to call him James, James Winston, but Jameson Williams is a heck of a receiver. But then you got Sauce, you got Kobe, you can throw at him. You know what I mean? It's, it's got so many different people. The one, you know, matchup that everybody's going to highlight, honestly, is really Slade Bolden against Arquan Bush because they're probably going to be matched up a lot. But Bush is so battle tested because everybody throws towards him because they really don't try to throw towards Sauce much. And then if they get, they feel a little frisky, they throw against Kobe a little bit. And then they're just like, you know what? We're going to just try to attack the safeties and Bush. And then Bush normally holds up pretty well like he's a playmaker he's not shy so he might get him a couple times but he's gonna knock the ball away he's gonna pick it off like he, he's a playmaker man he'll make you fumble like he, he's gonna hit so it's it's not he's not chopped liver like if he wasn't playing with kobe in you know kobe and you know garner sauce you know then he would definitely be a top tier like he will be viewed as more of a top tier player and i think next year he'll have a chance to show that so you know we'll see we'll see what happens but the injuries to Bama are huge to me. You know, like you got Josh Joe Joby on for saying it right. You know, he's possibly very highly possibly out with a toe injury. Um, you know, the other cornerback, Jalen Armour Davis, you know, he didn't play in the, the SEC championship game, didn't play any game before that. So, I mean, he could possibly be ready, and that'd probably be a welcome sight for them because he seems like he's one of their better playmakers at, at the cornerback position. But Job, I know, I mean, ever since I've watched Bama in the last few years, you know, he's always been a guy that's been playing at the cornerback position. So that's a huge loss for them, and the Bearcats have big play potential. They're not just a, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust type team this year. And the thing that if the Bearcats, the key for the Bearcats is if the offensive line could hold up against the defensive line against Bama. If they can give Ritter enough time where he's not running for his life, then they're going to be cooking with fish grease because I, I believe the defense will hold it down, especially on the pass game. I just need my man Mike Tressel to go play the 4-2 for the majority of the game. 4-2-5, or, you know what I mean? I don't think the 3-D the three D lines, men, um, the 3-3-5 isn't for this Bama game because they just have too big. I mean, their offense line isn't the greatest this year, but they just got the, the size, the actual – grown up the massness of those guys it's too big just to play at three at three three five personally unless you're going to play beavers essentially at dn but then you kind of take away his skill at linebacker that he's he's you know developed the last few years so we shall see but you you can't play at three three five consistently against bama uh, i just don't see it let's see let's the bearcats get up by a lot and i don't know if that happens but i just think this is going to be a a good game so i just feel like the bearcats can definitely win this game i would not be shocked if the bearcats can just not get punched early you know what i mean like what i mean punch early is first time you know say they they win the toss they defer bama gets the ball and bama comes down and scores in like two plays boom boom right then 
Bearcats get the ball, they go three and out, or an uh, interception happens, or a fumble, something like that. And then Bama comes out, strikes again, super fast. That happens, then, you know, hey, it is what it is. But if the Bearcats can withstand that, which they normally are very good at, and they can, even if it's not like where they both don't score, say if it's something that's 0-0, zero, zero, they just hold it down. But, you know, if they jump out ahead, that's even better. But I just say, like, they just can't let Bama come out and just shock them. You know what I mean? But I think they're going to be prepared. I just feel like, you know, and then you can't have the stupid, you know, false starts and, you know, pen, you know, stirrings to all, you know, encroachments, stuff like that. As long as you keep away from the silly mistakes, giving away penalties, like you might get make them have to punt and you get like some silly penalty that they get an extra playoff and end up scoring. Don't, can't give them that. Can't give them extra plays. Got to protect the ball. Got to win a turnover battle. It sounds super cliche, but um, that's those are my keys to victory. And I'm going to keep talking about this every week until it happens. But, I mean, I'm on record, man. I don't, I don't feel that this is going to be an overmatched game like a lot of people think because the Bearcats have a lot of NFL talent on this team this year. And... I mean, just think about it. They have six senior bowl participants, and that's already, you know, that can you know, bump up. You know, Vincent McConnell just got a Hulu. I mean, not, oh, I said Hulu. thinking of Hulu Sports does TV. Nah, but a Hulu Bowl invite. So you got seven, seven guys already before the season's out that already have, you know, bowl game invites, you know, to show their skills. And then, you know, depending on how um, – the juniors come out it's possible it's three or four juniors that can come out and leave early three for sure you know what i mean that's that's no ifs ands or buts and you know they can get some kind of invites to show their skills so you just never know man so so yeah man don't don't count this don't sell this team short man if you've been a team person watching it and don't think i'm just you're just drinking a kool-aid if you feel the bearcats have a chance but you got to be able to articulate it. Like, I have my reasons, and I try to articulate why they have a chance. I don't just say, oh, it's because they're undefeated. That's stupid. No, this team is not just a Cinderella team. They wanted them not to get in there because they're a G5 label right now. They'll be out of that soon. But at the same time, this is not a G5 team. They do have a few people, just think about it, like, you know, that are have overachieved. That's from development. And that's cool. You're going to need that sometimes. You, everybody... Just because they're ranked a five starter, they don't pan out sometimes. It's just how the game goes. But the Bearcats have developed people, and they do have a lot of talent that had Power Five offers out there, not just chopped liver pop Power Five offers like Rutgers. And there's nothing wrong if you get offered by Rutgers. You get a free free ride, roll with it. I am not mad at you. But I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of kids on that team that don't have just the bare minimum P5 offers. So do your research. The Bearcats have a chance. And JT Smith told you first if you haven't heard it by it from anybody else. And if you're doubting yourself on believing it, just listen to this podcast, man. But I plan on trying to get a Bama person on here to go back and forth with before the bowl game. And we'll see what happens. Um, waiting to hear back about uh, credentials. So hopefully this weekend I get some good news and I'll be able to go down to Dallas, cover this game live, see history live. It'll be a beautiful thing. Um I just want to say sorry for all the people that have been trying to check the site out right now. Our like a host, our host did an update. Update didn't go through right, and it's been haywire. They've been working on getting it fixed. I'm hoping that it will be fixed by the weekend, and everything will be back to normal. I am going through withdrawal because I have like so much content that I've been wanting to put out that I can't. But uh, 
um, make sure you guys check out the YouTube page, the front office news. It's, it's a lot of content up there still as well. The IG page is still pumping, but it's just not been the same because I'm not having my daily content. So, um, it's just no, just no, we, we got it. We still around, um, just technical difficulties. So I wanted to let everybody know that. So, but as soon as it's up, we'll be back cooking like normal. So don't, don't, uh, don't lose faith in us. And, uh, but we still rolling. The whole team still here. Got the photographers rolling, got my interns rolling. So just want to let y'all know that, but, uh, that's it for the second segment, guys. Make sure you check out frontofficenews.com. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share the TFON podcast. Available everywhere. So, uh, you know, that's just that's it, man. I'm JT Smith, and I'm signing out. XD, XD, let me squeeze.